That's why Garrus is my homeboy. <laughs> Garrus is my bro. He is there. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Fandible.com live role-playing podcast. We're here with another Geeky Topics roundtable discussion. Woo! <laughs> yes, I'm your moderator, Dave, bringing you through another uh, trials and tribulations <laughs> of the discussion forum that is this roundish table. And we're going to ask... What well, is the edges around it? Hmm? Yeah, I think that's no, they're from, rounded edges, so it's fine. Yeah, they're exactly, rounded so. edges because they've been worn so away by our bodies right. trying to move. Yes. It will always be, <laughs> no matter the. Sorry, you need to stop spitting on me. <laughs> Sorry, there will be violence. <laughs> no, he's not spitting. It's kind of sexy. Maybe he's. No, I, uh, I heard you're into that. Okay, no. this will always be five geeks, and no matter the shape of the table, it will be a roundish table. It will be roundish five geeks, table, yeah. one roundish. Eventually, table. we're going to open up the GTR team. There will be the sound <laughs> of a bandsaw. <laughs> I'll make it round. <laughs> It'll be round. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, they will get asked to Do not take a band saw to my table. Well, <laughs> if it needs to be round, it will be round. Things that sound like they're a joke, but are asked in earnest with us. So I should I put this down? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so how's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. Yeah? Good. Alive. Yeah. Alive, good. Yeah, we just wrapped a uh, a uh, b- b- game about superheroes or something. Yeah. Yeah, it got something like that. Yeah, yeah. It got it got a little dark, admittedly, but I think it overall went yeah. well. There was, you know, the closest thing we got to superheroes in that game were the people that didn't show up for the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, w- think about it. Like, we asked, like, what? Are the, where are the other superheroes? Like, oh, they're off doing superhero shit. Like, yeah, man, imagine like, if they had showed up. Like, <laughs> that would have been totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was the most, it was a more, it was not so much a superhero game, it was more of a reenactment of the suffering, the video game, or Manhunt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so listeners, you won't know what we're talking about until we post it. When we post it, we will let you know in the comments, and then you can come back to this, and then you can laugh and laugh and laugh with us. Laugh and laugh and then cry, mm-hmm. and then sit in the shower, rocking back and forth. Masturbating. <laughs> no. Um, uh, so... So speaking about superheroes, uh, we no. are we are still. I'm going to say speaking about masturbating, but I guess you can go with that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, I feel we like must, we can always. Do you have a must. technique you use or I call superheroes? It yes, yes. <laughs> yes. For superheroes. I have a lot of techniques. <laughs> Super strength. As for Super speed. As for masturbating, I only have one. They call me the crier. <laughs> the town crier. Why the town? <laughs> oh, I'll do it in front of. I have to do it in front of the playground somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? The playground's the name of that bar. Oh, oh that's good. not any better. That is not any better. <laughs> oh, no, I think it is a little bit better. I mean, uh, I guess so. Yeah. I think it's still disturbing. You, you, you need some help. That means that the city okayed someone opening a bar called the playground. <laughs> like, no one stopped that in the business board. Well, no. I'm going to playground. <laughs> okay. All right. So, speaking of superheroes, which that is not. Um, <laughs> Imagine meeting someone there and saying, like, oh, where'd you guys meet? Oh, we met out the playground. Oh, my God, yeah. How right. old are you? <laughs> Wait, no, that would be the perfect place. That would be the perfect name for a bar, especially in, like, Park Slope, Brooklyn, and stuff like that, where you got, like, early 30-something fathers and, and, and mothers who are looking after their, their kid, and it's like, oh, where are you taking, uh, like, Susie, sweetie? I'm like, oh, I'm going to take her to the playground. <laughs> and you're not lying. Fuck, <laughs> guys, I, I know how we're going to make our millions. So it's a bar that has, like, a, na- like a it has a McDonald's playground inside <laughs> it's for got the kids. A, it, no, it's got one of those, like, quarter-off cubby things with, like, blocks or whatever the fuck it is those little monkeys play with. I don't okay. know. Okay. And you hide them inside the blocks. And you forget about them. Out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. This has become, like... 
like cabin in the woods style. The, <laughs> yeah. the kids are putting cubes in. No, no, you just have you the punch kids. Punch in a code you later. Have the Build the brick wall. Wait, no, punch in a code later. You're describing an automat for children. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's a like, thing. <laughs> Delete this. Save this for later. Don't give this away to free. <laughs> what was my because you're drunk by that point? What was my number? C six C six nine. Well, you're not my baby, but you'll do. You just wander off with it. Uh, so, anyways, superheroes. Yes. <laughs> We're superheroes. Yep. Talking Sup- about clocking up children. Yep. Uh, superheroes. Uh, so we're we're still in the never-ending deluge of superhero movies uh, of the blockbuster summer uh, superhero film. Ant Man just came out. Uh, I don't know if any of you have seen it. I haven't I seen have. it. You have. I so, have. what would be your one through five stars? Five being the best. Uh, it is damn good. Okay. Uh, if I had to rank it, uh-huh. it would be Guardians of the Galaxy, Winter Soldier, and then this movie. Really? That is not yeah. a star ranking. We huh? asked you one through five stars. Well, because I am star blind, so I cannot see stars. You really think uh, <laughs> no. wow. Guardians of the Galaxy is the best? I do think it's the best. I enjoyed it the most. I will say this. Okay, actually, let me rephrase. Winter Soldier is a better movie, but I would see Guardians of the Galaxy multiple times. Here's yeah. my thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like one of the people that walked out and I was disappointed. Really? Ooh. Oh, I was very disappointed. I thought the characterization was weird. Uh-huh. I thought their choice, like, they would make really stupid choices. And it's like, the only reason that you would make this choice is because you want, it was like the writer saying, okay, how do we get these people together? Uh, we can have them call the bad guy. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it just did, it felt like they chose the easiest choice. But it wasn't really the best choice. I, I, I will admit that a lot of stuff didn't make logical sense, but it was just a good, fun space romp to me. But, I enjoy, yeah. I sat there and I enjoyed every single dumb minute of it. There's a d- very big difference between this was a good film and this was a film I enjoyed. No, yeah. entertainment is different than skill. Yeah. Yes, so entertainment I'll is admit different that. than yeah. skill. I will agree that Winter Soldier is a more technically, is a technically superior film. Um, uh, just as I will, I will say that the newest Avengers is a technically very disappointing film because of the editing. That was the first thing oh, I yeah, thought of editing when was, I walked was in. I was like, good. I was like, the editing cuts off the weirdest there was, moments. Uh, actually, the weirdest part is there were a bunch of scenes where people were talking and it wasn't focused on them at all. Which yeah. weirded or, the hell or it'll cut to an ex- establishing shot that doesn't establish shit for the <laughs> audience. Like, And now here's part of a city. Like, okay, wait, there yeah. was this conversation going on. You could feel Joss Whedon being tired making the film. <laughs> <laughs> He's going like, just next scene, just, just rocking back and I'm forth done. in the shower and masturbating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so, regardless of past uh, movies and Ant Man and things like that, what what this made me all think of is that these are all superhero movies, and I feel like what makes a better story than the villain? You take out the villain, and you got a shit story. Nobody really likes a villainless movie. You take so out your- the Iron Man films. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. actually going to make the argument that I think you could make a, a superhero story without a villain. Okay. Okay. I mean, well, look at it. I mean, like, Iron Man, like, and let's go back, way back when Iron Man was the first superhero movie that we've seen of since. Of this, this age. Of yes. this age. Uh, since, uh, you know, there's Batman and Superman, but we were getting tired of that. Iron Man was the first, mm-hmm. like, of, of its kind. Mm-hmm. We loved Iron Man. I mean, right now, if you look mm-hmm. back at it, it had some issues. Mm-hmm. But the one thing about Iron Man that wasn't that great was kind of the afterthought was the bad guy. Oh, like, yeah. everything else about Iron Man was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, Man. I'm not saying that, you know, if they removed him completely, it would be a better film. I just think that I could see, uh, with enough creativity, you 
really enjoying Iron Man without a villain. Well, yeah, because that's what I was I was trying to to get at in a, a short pithy punch is that the Iron Man films have terrible bad guys across the board. Because oh, yeah. Iron Man's bad guy has always been Iron Man. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. That's Just the thing. Negative Iron Man. Tony Stark, <laughs> Tony, Tony Stark is always his own oh. worst enemy. Everything bad that happens and that Tony Stark ends up having to fight against from the very beginning yeah. mm-hmm. is Tony Stark. Iron right. Man 3 should have been a story about PTSD full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they had that... And like, the fact they made it PTSD and... Oh hey! I can't even remember what the third. Here's a, uh, it was a uh, oh the Mandarin people. Scientist. No, no, it was a uh, the Mandarin. It was it was supposed to be the Mandarin, but it was really and then they twisted it on the, the, yeah. for the the, the extremists. Yes, the extremists. Uh, which I thought was funny at first, but I thought about it. I would have preferred the Matt. What was the guy's name again? Mandarin. 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 I would have preferred yeah. a Mandarin. Also, Mandarin. talk about squeezing two really incredible Completely. character actors yeah. together. Yeah. They should have had Guy Pierce, right? Guy Pierce is an amazing actor who can really carry a film. So is Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. And by the way, Sir Ben Kingsley, we know you listen. We think, all all of us think you deserve better roles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ever since you were in a UA Bowl film, man, we're rooting for you. Yeah. We just yeah. want you, you to. You do so much better, dude. You so much better. Fire your agents. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I kind of wanted agent. to be, the, like, the last bad guy? In the first Iron Man. Like, he gets captured by the... <clears throat> the Ten, Ten rings. rings. The Ten Rings, yeah. That and then like uh, the Ten Rings main guy who's like you know wants the suit he gets the suit and the main CEO is like hey I I put this thing near your ear and you're frozen now mm-hmm. you're slowly dying mm-hmm. and yeah all your people are we're we're, we're shooting them but I'm just gonna walk away and leave you dying in this tent and right. we're not gonna show it and I was like well the guy's not dead mm-hmm. the guy's not dead he I thought he was gonna come back mm-hmm. the Ten fucking Rings mm-hmm. and. It was going to come all full circle. The man who created Tony Stark will be the man who destroys Tony Stark. Yeah. Yep. And I thought that was going to be it. And, and actually, no, no. it would be better if actually he's the one that eventually becomes... Uh, I forgot his name again. Mandarin. Because Mandarin. Mandarin yeah. Because the whole thing yeah. with the Mandarin, yeah, because the original the, Mandarin is the, the ten, ten Rings. rings. Yeah. Everybody thought, oh, that's a call out to the Mandarin. Because the Mandarin's power is that he has these ten, ten rings. rings, each one with an individual <laughs> really oh. kick-ass yeah. power. Wow, guys, yeah. I didn't... I mean, I, I knew this a long time ago. I didn't know this... What we just described is probably let, let let's be like very like clear and honest with ourselves and in a way nice to the movies that were created. This was the writer's room. Yeah. Like what we just talked about was the room. And then we pitched it to the studios <laughs> and they said, uh sorry you fucking nerds. I don't know anything. Allow about me these to explain nerds. what they did. Yeah. Uh you know what? Looking in the news, the whole Taliban thing. It's not sexy anymore. People don't want to be reminded of the Middle East. So how about instead of bring going back to the full circle, we bring in Ben Kingsley. I mean, I talked to his agent mm-hmm. on the, you know, the guy's desperate. Yep. And, and then uh, in the end, make it a blonde white guy that did it. Uh, Wait, uh, you know uh, what's you know uh, what's really big? You know what's really big? People hate rich people and uh, scientists. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. Scientists are rich scientists. Also, also People love the troops. What if the bad guy is mean to the troops? Oh, oh that's a good Manipulating one. the troops. That's oh, a good one. Right yeah. there. God bless so, America. Yeah, God. So in the first one, we think it's the terrorists. It's actually capitalism. Yeah, the enemy is ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking blow your minds crazy. The fans look at America. Yeah, I want to thank the Academy. You're welcome, <laughs> RTJ. <laughs> but going back to your very original question, <laughs> the... I think that Iron Man could have been better. I mean, if it doesn't need a main villain, like, this is the main bad guy, especially for Iron Man, 
But you do need him to fight some people. I, I, I'm not saying I could come up with something that says, like, an, a villainous mo- uh, superhero movie. But I think you could create one, especially with someone like Tony Stark. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, that's kind of the, uh, the purpose of the Civil War, though. The, the Marvel uh, Civil War is that yes. Tony Stark is the enemy of, like, he's the kind of person who, when there is not an over enemy to fight, he's everyone's problem. Um, but for the best, for, in, at least in his mind, the for most the altruistic best purposes, yeah, yeah, he thinks he's doing the best because he is clearly the smartest, and so what he is thinking is clearly the best choice. Yeah. You all don't understand it, but trust me, yeah. I'm doing this for you. And your also, sake. like depending on how they do the civil war, they will make it so that either side could be the good guy in this. So good if they do it properly. They yes. do it. I properly. hope yes. so because honestly, when. When, I will give this to Avengers, uh, Avengers Two. When some people are like, "Why would they go with Tony Stark?" It's like Tony Stark is their friend. Like mm-hmm. I understand why they were kind of like following along with him trying to fix this. And honestly, I can understand why Tony's like, "Hey, no, seriously, we are not equipped to fix it. We're not equipped to save these people. I can, you know, we can find some sort of like global uh, robots to help us out." I understood his motivation, mm-hmm. and I understood why his, the people would follow him. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of fucked up a little bit when it came down to eventually making that argument of like, hey, Tony, how about we stop this? Yeah. They didn't really get then into he that. Just does it again. No, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, because yeah. in his, especially in his mind, this wasn't his fault. It was going to work. And then, yeah, so, okay, who, who here's was my original evil okay. virus. Yes. Here's where I was going with this. And this is actually a great tie in. My question was what about villains? What villain backstory would you like to see turned into a movie? Now, what we're talking about is very interesting because it could be argued that all the films that Robert Downey Jr. has been in to portray Iron Man has been one extremely slow burn villain backstory. (laughs) We've seen everything from the inception of him to his family background to what it did to him. We've sympathized with every step of the way. And it's been so slow and so detailed and so uh, empathetic that when he finally does become a villain, we will not see the villain, Mm -hmm. just like he will not see the villain himself. So when you think about that, what kind of villain from any sort of film, from fucking Disney to a book you read, what kind of villain really speaks out to you? Like, there's something about this character that I would like to see the background story of made into a film. For instance, my favorite Shakespeare play is Bar None, King Richard III. Because when I was a kid, it was the first time that I sat down and watched a play and, A, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I was, if mom, Killed Lear herself. is what made you start enjoying no, it. No, no, Richard. Oh, Richard, Richard. III. No, so, no, Lear, no. Whoa. Well, still, I, Richard III is not, not fun either. No, but it was portrayed, it was actually done, um, it was a Shenandoah style, and it was done by a company that did Richard III in, in Central Park during the 90s. Um, and uh, so anyways, it was the first time that it was portrayed like, okay, this is Shakespeare, they're going to be talking silly. But the woman's mannerisms who played Richard III expressed this deep this deep cynicism and, and hurt. Uh, and so I understood her words, I understood Shakespeare, and then, then I really liked Richard III because it, it was an instance where the villain that is normally on stage, off stage, who normally, you know, gives like a I'm evil because of this speech, mother right. love, whatever, and then bounces. No, you're with him every step of the way. You never break away from that that constant dialogue of 
This is why I'm doing it. When Richard III says, like, I was born with teeth, and the maid said, uh, uh, Lordy is born with teeth, and like a dog I will bite. Um, or I was sent to this world scarce half made up. He's basically saying, like, I was born deformed, and from the minute I was born, people treated me like I was the devil. So you want a fucking devil, here we go. Right. And, like, that's the entire story. Uh, and it's and it's it's brilliantly done, and and if given the right actors, it's brilliantly um, acted, and and so when I think about villains, I think about Richard the Third because I root for Richard the Third. He's awful. He's murderous, and but I understand because I he's explained why he does the things he does. So so when it comes to villains, like for instance, like think about Jafar, like from uh from uh, no Aladdin. thank you Aladdin. Um, you know, while uh, Aladdin and Jasmine are like, I can show you the world. What is Jafar doing? Probably fucking like seething in his own rage from something that we never saw happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't just, you don't just wake up one day, put on a stupid fucking hat, <laughs> two stories mm-hmm. tall, talk to a bird, and think like, mm-hmm. I'm okay. That's not, like, if you walked into my apartment and I was dressed like that, talking to a goddamn bird. <laughs> you would not just let it slide. Mm-hmm. You would also, when I finally did something evil, you'd probably be like, Sorry, yeah, 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 he's been really going through a tough time, guys. Mm-hmm. Please don't, please don't uh, be too mean to him. So, so for villains, can you think of a specific villain that even if they didn't speak to you, you would like to see turned into a backstory, even if you have no information for that. I don't know if it's I, I want to see a backstory. Well, I mean, I'd take it because I love uh, Firefly and Serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the villains that I understood the most was one was the operative in Serenity. Mm-hmm. Because it was that cold, calculative stare that you just understood in his mind the... You understood why he did Everything and it was he was indoctrinated to believe that the good of the many outweighs the the good of the few because he wanted to see a world. He without wanted sin. to see, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't even delusional to think like I'm a good guy. I'm doing it. He just understood that it's like in order to have something that peaceful, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to do horrible things. But that doesn't change who I am. I am an awful person, and it was really a beautiful scene when the guy's like, you know. He's like, I'm sorry, you have to, you, you're, you're, you, you people have to die. And he's like, oh, so you and your people can live happily? And the guy's like, oh, God, no. No, I'm a monster. Yeah. I'm doing this for the people. But afterwards, if, if I finally clean this world of you, the last person I clean is me. I kill myself because that's what, that's what you do to monsters. And it was such a beautiful understanding of, Wow, this guy has been fucking fed this line his entire life. I mean, I kind of understood it. It's you know, the, back in the day, I used to be incredibly like you know, we should like the government should be in charge in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of grew up in that environment where the government can do no wrong. Later on, I realized mm-hmm. like you know, I'm still pretty like pro government, but we've not reached the part where we could say they do no wrong and <laughs> still mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. He has grown his entire life saying, look at all these wonderful things my government has done. To, uh, done. I have to be the one that does the horrible things in order to give this to everyone. And anybody who tries to stop me, they're bad guys and they're like me, but I have to do the good and kill them and then I can kill myself. It was just a beautiful moment to realize that uh, him and the captain weren't so different. They both had a complete belief in themselves about a concept. They were two people 
different side of the coins, and they both believed wholehearted. He believed in complete freedom, and this guy believed in control. And it was just a beautiful moment to realize, like, he's not a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. doing awful things. But I couldn't look at him and saying, like, he wasn't a mustache-twirling monster. Yeah. He was a man who had belief. And I think that's what makes a villain watchable, is when you look at them and you say, what makes this guy tick? This belief. Mm-hmm. And not very rare, very rarely do you hear someone say, like, why'd you kill him? Well, because he was there. You yeah. know, it's like, that's not interesting. That's a monster. That's, that's Grendel uh, from Beowulf. No one's really that interested in his story if it's yeah. just like, why'd you kill these people? That's what I do. They're interested in knowing, like, why do you think that's the proper, why do you think that's what you have to do? Mm-hmm. And that's why I really like the operative from Serenity. Yeah, it's cool. And we could conceivably get a movie. Mumbra the Ever Living. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. No, like in all the episodes I've ever seen, he was always personified as the. Where ultimate. is this from? Oh, so I'm sorry. Thundercats. Thunder, 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 thunder cats. Yes. There we go. No, uh, in every personification, I think there were two series. Uh, there was a the older series and the new series that came out a couple of years ago, which mm-hmm. was sadly canceled. It was really good. They shouldn't have canceled. Damn it. shame. Yeah. But so it was the Serenity of Thundercats. It was Serenity <laughs> of Thundercats, where this guy was always presented as the ultimate evil. Like he was this human-like being that get, that looked like a mummy for some odd reason, mm-hmm. but gained all this ultimate power. But I always wondered like where he came from. From like the older story, from the older series, it seemed like he was a human that just suddenly showed up. I was here before. I'm gonna start some shit. Let's go with it. Didn't he travel in a giant floating sarcophagus? Who wouldn't? <laughs> I'll do that now. And I'm yeah. like, well, but I, kind of like, when, when, I was, when you're dressed like a, zo- uh, a, a mummy in like yes. space with you wheels, kind, yeah, you with kind, wheels, you have you yeah. have a theme that you're yes. pretty much <laughs> stuck to. But like when I was a kid, I couldn't help like watching those things. But like, like was he like a mummy, like in, in one of the tombs, waiting for the world to end and magic to come back? Was there magic in the world that just disappeared and now technology and magic work? Like was it like weird furry shadow run or something like that? What the hell is going Amazing. on? Amazing. Weird Furry Shadowrun. Yeah. Fanable.com. <laughs> Weird Furry Shadowrun. But honestly, like, I would have loved to hear his backstory. Not because he's that interesting of a character, but I wanted to see his rise to power. Like, was he an Egyptian king that knew that one day he would be fighting giant cats? That's, what was going on? So that's so interesting, too, because Thundercats relies on some suspension of... Well, okay. Suspension. <laughs> um, I, it's I'm called surprised. Thundercats. Okay. Well, I don't know. Oh, shut the snark up. <laughs> the snarf up. Um... So here's the thing, the, the sort of Thundara and things, oh, most of it is technology. Yes. Most of it is like high industry, first of all. That means there's like an industry of cat people who make these giant tanks and shit, whatever. Yeah. But the sort of Thundara is in a weird way magical. It gives him clairvoyance and shit. So what you're talking about makes me wonder if there is actually kind of a, a symbiotic relationship between the arrival of Mumra the Ever-Living and the mysticism that surrounds Lionel. So when Mummer came back, magic came back. Your face right now is <laughs> making me tingle. Like that. Child, I love like, the idea. Yeah. So so before I the, would say do a role playing game, but it would turn bloody. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, two and a half seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. Chitara just rips out. <laughs> rips out somebody's entrance. Yeah. Um, no, but so so that would be an interesting idea. Like, what if it's what if it's like a fucking prophecy? Uh-huh. And he's just like, no, I'm gonna find the I'm gonna find the chosen one who wields the blade before he is old enough to understand what it is. And that's why he had to, and that's why he and Lionel fight when Lionel's still a teenager. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, God, delete this, <laughs> delete this. We're gonna write the shit out of this. 
Actually, disappointingly, that would be a really good story. Yeah, it would. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Mummer of the Ever Living, everybody. Yep. Uh, I'm going to cheat on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to straight up cheat and use a character uh, that I, I played once uh, years ago. Before I even met you guys, uh, um, so he's no longer important. I get it. Go on. Yeah, so he's he's no longer important. Yeah. Uh, but, but before I actually came into my own, yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean this was so. So this was character uh, uh, old world of darkness changeling, uh-huh. uh, and uh, he was an issue. They are basically storytellers and travelers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of backstory on Old World of changeling. Uh, part of the the, the whole uh, their mythology is that there there's the dance of seasons. You have, you know, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Yep. And uh, and for them, this, you know, the, each of these seasons, you know, there's a circle. They they circle back around. Uh, and of course, winter is the hardest of all the seasons. Brings death. Brings you know. Uh, brings stillness. Um, and eventually, you you come out the other side. Uh, the main conceit of Changeling uh, the game, when it, as you pick it up, is that. Something's gone wrong with this cycle, and the next winter that's coming is the final winter. Uh, so, so part of what you're fighting against is, is you know, the, the world is, is assumed to be in sort of this autumn state, and you are fighting to prolong this. And like all the other World of Darkness cha- uh, books uh, from the original, you're gonna fail. Uh, world of the Apocalypse—they're all meant to like, no, the world is ending, and you're just fighting for those last few gasps of, of, of air. It's a wonder that any of us who grew up on this shit have any happiness. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, like God, I read some of those old books, and I'm like, Jesus, this was. Fi-. My mother let me roleplay this. It it was World of the Present. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, so of course, not the, as much as Wraith, but yeah, yeah. go on. Oh, so of no. course, the, uh, the the you know the whole the, the, the game presents you know put pay slip service to like well Seely and Unseely have their their roles to play, but it basically presents with the Seely uh, who are the quote unquote good guys. They are presented as well. These are your heroes. These are the mm-hmm. ones that are most focused on keeping wonder in the world and keeping it safe and, and making sure that you know we 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 stay and, and keeping winter at bay. So I'd start. This, this character with no intention of, of him getting particularly deep. This was a, a character for fun. But he, as, as the game progressed, uh, he started seeing more and more that what, what, this, what the Seely uh, uh, sort of leaders were doing was this sort of desperate cling uh, to, to keeping, you know, the, keeping the wheel from turning, and that in his mind at least, that's what was breaking it the wheel must turn, otherwise, yeah, the, the, the next winter will be the last, and it'll be your fault. It'll be you because you didn't let it. You didn't let sp- uh, spring come. Spring can only come after winter. So this character st- slowly started becoming this really devious, manipulative villain, like uh, you know, just spreading rumors, uh, spreading rumors, gathering supplies. Uh, or secretly arranging uh, terrorist attacks on, on, on Seely strongholds, uh, and in his mind, he was desperately trying. He was like committing the most heinous acts because he thought it was the only way to save the entirety of, of the changeling race. It's like I, I have to stop. The ceiling. I know they think they're doing the right thing. What they're doing is killing us. I have to stop them. I have to break their hold on power so winter can come. And winter will come, and many will die, probably including me, probably including everyone I know and love. 
But if it doesn't, there is never any chance for a future. If I don't get the wheel moving now, it really will be the last winter. The, no matter what happens, the next winter will probably kill us all. So but, you played an evil bard? Basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An evil bard that wanted to hasten the end of all magic. Now, Because it was the only way to ever bring magic back. Magic had to end so magic could be reborn. And when you actually give a villain a time to talk, you understand that behind that is... Uh, complete belief. Uh, you're not the villain in your head. You're the exactly, yeah, exactly. In his, in his yep. head, he thought he was like, I'm. I, nobody understands me. So if I must be the only one that I, I must perform all this evil to save them all, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Make me the villain. Hate me. Mm-hmm. There's a, a quote that I like from of all people, Mike Myers, <laughs> and uh, he, it's actually his mom that told it to him, and it is. The villain is the hero of his own story. Exactly. Nice. And I have, I've loved, villains are always the best characters in a, a story for me, so I've actually been sitting here, like, I missed half of what you guys were saying, so I was like, <laughs> like, all the villains I was coming up with was like, wait, but I heard their backstory. It's like, Gul Dukat, mm. that had a great backstory oh, yeah, to flesh great. out as yeah. a villain. Demona on Gargoyles, fabulous story to flesh her out. Um, the uh, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West is probably the first bad guy that I loved, and we've had Wicked fleshing her out both in musical and book form. So um, a villain, though, that I love and has not had a backstory worked out uh, in an easily accessible fashion is, uh, I'm going to go with Scar. I knew it! Mm. I knew you were going to say him. Because Scar from The Lion King is just so deliciously evil. Um, you know, very obviously you can compare him to, you know, pull out more Shakespeare. He's Claudius, Claudius from Hamlet. Yeah. Um, but way more developed than, than Claudius really was uh, already. And then there's just like, how, what sort of, of family raises one, like literally names one son King, and then Scar probably was a, a nickname that he got because of his appearance, but you know, he's undernourished and, and cast out. It's like, what were the family dynamics that eventually lead you to decide to murder your brother in front of your nephew? Like, what the hell happened there? Something very fundamentally <laughs> yeah. went wrong, and I want to know what that is. No, it's 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 kind of getting back to uh, the Richard the Third like mm-hmm. concept, which is like if you're treated like a monster from your inception, chances are a monster yeah. is exactly what you'll become. But you'll become so much more than what people expected from you. Um, uh, so I was just like, I knew you were going to say Scar because you've mm-hmm. told me that before. Like you always wondered. Like, seriously, I, I remember watching uh, Lion King with you the, for the first time, and you had these, like, deep philosophical, <laughs> like, questions during Akuna Matata. I'm like, I'm just watching a pig and a, and a fucking warthog talk. I mean, that's all, yeah, that's all I'm at right now, and you're asking me about the morality of, like, the hierarchy of, like, a, of a monarchy, and I'm like, wow, that's really fucking yeah. deep. So, yeah, I, I figured Scar. I, yeah. I really love The Lion King because I have an emotional connection to it. Uh, which is when my sister and I would go on long drives when I was in my twenties. Um, we she would always put in the greatest hits of Disney, and then we would run through all of that, and then she would make her own mix, and there would be a lot more of like the nineties songs. And eventually, it was just listening to the Lion King uh, yeah. song, mm-hmm. and "Be Prepared" was always the one mm-hmm. that we got the it's most really good into. Yep. Um, 
Like Hakuna Matata and all that, that's, that's great. But like Be Prepared was I really the most chest thumping, yeah. like oh, motherfuckers yeah. were about to bring it to yeah. them. Be Prepared yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, when I was a kid, that scene with the hyenas doing the Nazi march scared the shit. Well, I think Be Prepared and is like, yeah, yeah, every every Disney movie has a song that says like, it's that breakout song. Like yeah. Frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. I mean, that is what I haven't the song. heard of it. No, no, <laughs> no. okay. Has it but, come up? I can sing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, for me, Lion King was just like, Be Prepared is yeah. the song. Like, they're all good, but Be Prepared is just like, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what Lion we're getting King into. Lion King is, is fabulous in that it doesn't have a bad song. No, it yeah. doesn't. Um, it has an evil song. Yeah. Mm. It's like a lot of. Uh, the, during that Disney Renaissance period, they were hitting it out of the park consistently, but there would always be a couple of, of weaker songs. And with Lion King, it's just like, it's all solid. So solid that then they had the second album where they were pulling, like, they were creating lyrics for the, the songs that were put in as instrumentals, which then became the basis of the Broadway show. Which I still need to I see. I did not point. fucking know that. Yeah, that's that pretty good. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I don't like you, the beginning song for Lion King. Yeah. Really? Oh, I, I love I, Circle oh, of Life. I understand. Like, trust me, I said this, and I don't think anybody else on the planet... <laughs> would ever like agree with me whenever i say this out loud people look at me like oh mm-hmm. really you're born like that yeah. i mean seriously no I, I am the only person that whenever it starts i'm like oh this is boring i but so i yeah. okay full disclosure so um uh mom raised me on mystery science theater 3000 right. uh this ties in trust me good uh, job david's mom. yes yeah uh so There's mom so i uh, mom took me to see the lion king um and uh, she hated it from the moment that, that it started. And, you know, parents see shows with their, or movies with their kids because their kids will like it, whatever. Mom had, mom apparently had reached zero fucks given, zero fucks <laughs> received economy exchange with the second she sat down. And she started riffing on the film from the second you heard, ha, Savannah. So she was just like, <laughs> she was like, someone better kill that cat and put it out of its misery. This is awful. <laughs> And I'm like, mom. And then there's the fucking toucan that flies in front. She's like, oh, so I paid eight ninety five to have some bird's ass in my face. This is good. I love this, David. This is. I great. think I'm in love with your mother. Yeah. And I was just like, mom, shut up. She's like, okay, okay. All right. And then it's just like you know the fucking monkey uh, like dance around. She's like, baby, I know that you're too young to understand this, but this is some racist shit. <laughs> Constant, like wow. I just remember that, the, and then she would quiet down, and then she'd be like, and then there would be like the hyenas, and she'd be like, "Oh my god, that's how Whoopi Goldberg is it?" She's yeah. like, "Whoopi, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, so I'm not the only one that does not like Circle of Life because literally I am the only one that probably would never cry in that movie. It's just you and David's mom. No, I me just, and David's mom. I want to say I didn't cry. But I cry. I totally cried. Uh, I would just before we for. Uh, I forget, uh, Billy, you said something I'd like to name this, uh, this GTRT, which is giving villains the time to talk, I think should just be the constant, uh, mm-hmm. tagline for this, for this stuff. So, um, for my own part, I guess, uh, the villain I'd like to see most is, uh, uh, uh whoever invented the D4? <laughs> uh, because, I don't know what their story is, but apparently they just sat down. They're like, you know what? I'm going to make a die that I could throw at the police's feet if they chase me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like what ninjas used, mm-hmm. except for you can buy it at a store meant for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Devious plan. Yeah. So Same people that made Legos. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, we, I, we need something that really hurts someone's Lego legs. Designer. Yeah, we need oh someone that can themselves. So, guys, that's such a gr- okay. So we're de- we're developing this backstory, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're developing this backstory. Failed so, Lego designer. Failed Lego designer sits down, hunkers down in his basement, and decides to build something out of the plastic a molding. Tr- a tribute to a pyramid yeah. that he always wanted to get the magic of, and slowly. His design was thrown away by every game design until finally someone took it. But they took all the money and they buried him. And then he wakes up in 3,000 years and there's fucking cats everywhere. <laughs> he wraps himself in bandages. <laughs> he's the only one. <laughs> and he fights the lion. That is per- that is the best backstory for Mumra I can ever hear. Oh, Jesus and Christ. The, the circle of life is complete. <laughs> <laughs> He's more evil than I ever imagined. Yep. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, so, so waking up in 3,000 years. That's apropos. Um, because we, uh, my next question is about not our world, but what happens after our world? I have a question, actually, tying into the first one. Is that okay? Yeah. 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 We said, like, there's villains out there that we think, you know, the major problem with villains is they don't get, they don't get to say enough. Mm-hmm. Just really quickly, does anybody have a hero here who they said, like, they said too much? Oh, jeez. Like, uh, after a point, it's like, shut the fuck up, I get it. Like, we don't need to know everything, buddy. Um, let's see. Movie-wise? the Anything. Or- mm. I'm going to say for movies that I grew up on, the He-Man movie. Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. Ugh. Mario Brothers. Yes. Uh. Street Fighter. <laughs> no. That's no, perfect. that was just dumb. No, Lovely. I'm sorry, dumb. perfect? Yes. <laughs> perfect, yes, yes. Uh, no, but for, for honestly, for... for um, Protagonists for for heroes that have said too much. Uh, okay, Billy Zane was in the Phantom. In the Phantom is an old pulp novel, mm-hmm. and it was set in the old pulp time. And the stunts were really interesting. I guess whatever. I remember watching that movie and being like, "This is the most boring shit in the world," which is too bad because the concept of the Phantom is very interesting. But I guess when you have a protagonist who's based in a time that is not not even it's not antiquated it's quaint to us then i feel like the protagonist can be the greatest protagonist in the world it could be keanu reeves but you you're not going to get a good story out of it and you're going to be wasting a good backstory Mm -hmm. and so like the phantom reminds me of that basically the phantom was uh, if i remember correctly it's been a while since i read it rich guy father dies and turns out he might have been part of the secret society that protects the world from evil, and he gets a magic ring and shit like that. Um, kind of a cool backstory, but I, I just felt like it was wasted. Mm. Hmm. You guys go ahead. I can't think of anything. I mean, I know it's a harder question because I'm trying to think of oh, one. I've got one. Bla- okay, yeah. Blackula. Black- yes. well, Blackula, nice, obviously. Nice. No, right. I'm just kidding. We should make Blackulas every year. Yes. Captain Kirk. Oh. I do not. The, Captain Kirk wore out his is, welcome. Is real it the fast. new one or is it the old one? Well, okay. The new Captain Kirk doesn't need to exist because I hate him with the passion of a thousand suns. Mm. William Shatner did his character no favors. Uh, I, there's uh, stories that have run rampant for years with line counting and Shatner insisting that um, other characters shouldn't have as many lines as him because mm. it's supposed to be all about the captain. And it's like, you know what, dude? Sometimes less is more. I got one. Right off of you. I think Tom Paris from Voyager, they said too much. I mean, his whole thing about, like, you know, why were you in jail? He said, like, oh, there was an accident. You know, I, I got some people killed. 
And then I felt so bad I turned myself in. And that's why they sent me to jail. And that's why you could kind of, you know, understand why I'm a good guy in the one. They didn't need to say that much. Just say there was an accident. I fucked up. I got people killed. And I think that would have been better overall because then you did, you need to see like, why should I want this guy to live? Why should it basically, you start at a lower point and you get to watch him climb. Mm. Once she says like, well, I turned myself in because I felt so guilty. He doesn't have to climb that much. And it's a seven season long show. So I think Tom Paris would have been better if they kept with, I don't know if you knew this, he, uh, the original character they were going with him was, uh, in Next Generations, uh, they actually had Tom Paris or a person, the actor, the, the actor who was with Wesley, who wanted to impress like the instructors during like a flyby, like mm-hmm. Blue Angel shit. And he did an incredibly dangerous thing and someone died. Mm-hmm. And he tried to cover it up. He, he got every, all the cadets to like, agree to cover it up. And then Wesley finally said, like, no, we did this. And in the end, like, Tom Paris or his character said, like, it was my, it was my decision to do this. But he was still the one that covered up. He went to prison. And mm-hmm. they're going to say, like, let's have him back. Like, let's get him back mm-hmm. at that role. I think that would have been a beautiful role. I think the reason they couldn't do it is because legally was, I think that story belonged to the original writer. And that's why they just switched it up. Yeah. Residuals to that writer. For seven years. Oh, yeah, but yeah. all I know is this. I think it would have been a better story. Oh, it would Absolutely. have been a better story, definitely. If they hadn't given him the, I felt bad, so I tried to turn, I turned myself in. It's like, no, you said too much. You're still a hero. You can still be a hero with a black mark on it. Mm-hmm. Everybody in their life does something and they want to hide it and they sometimes make the bad decision. Who told you? Mm-hmm. What? No. No, shut this down. I just think that it would have been better for, instead of Tom making up for that mistake by coming clean, he made it up through his various deeds later on in the series. Being it in the Delta Quadrant. Yes. That seems an appropriate punishment. Yes. I think for me, and it's probably the obvious answer, Spider-Man. We have seen his origin story a million goddamn times. Oh my god, stop it. Yes, Yes, we get it. You got your uncle killed. Now you feel responsible. Move the fuck on. They're doing another comics version. Yeah. What? Oh, the the younger... Yeah, I heard about that. Don't care. Love it. Love it. I will watch every single one. I didn't think I would like the... uh, The... The... Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Whatever version. Fucking loved it. Hated it. But I was on a horror... well, I was on a fucking horrible plane ride. No, I, I agree with you. I didn't li- really like But them. I didn't really like the, the new uh, I Garfield. I still haven't seen either of them. Um, yeah. But maybe it, been, it was a really bad plane ride. So it could have been that. But I didn't really like it as much. Um, and I didn't see the second movie. So. Oh, you know, actually, when it comes to protagonists, television-wise, I feel like we could all talk about a lot of television shows that uh, we, we, we didn't like the protagonists of. Uh, uh, not Burn Notice. Uh, Blacklist. Mm. Blacklist. Like, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Uh, the protagonist is, uh, you guys know me. I don't like it whenever, whenever a protagonist is part of the, the nucleus method of storytelling where they are the ultimate everything and everyone, everyone else in the story is simply there to revolve around them and to express how amazing they are with their own incompetence. Mm-hmm. So I guess like Blacklist does that. And I guess I'm kind of saying Doctor Who. Yeah. You know what? Doctor, Doctor Who, Who is actually... Yeah. Send your hate mail to Fandable yeah. at... It's a, it's a difficult one, because there's a reason why people... Lo- Some people mm-hmm. really love hearing everything about the what makes a Carol tick, but I could see Doctor Who being someone who's like, settle down, buddy. I just want I just want more competent people. I haven't watched the new season. Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't watched since um, since the, the redhead Scottish lady. Um, so Well, I mean, yeah, Doctor Who, I agree with you. Yeah, I For think... For the most part, until the newest Doctor. Actually, I don't... 
actually, I will say, yeah, the newest Doctor, definitely, but also uh, the best, I think, I personally think the best episodes of the Doctor is when he was with, uh, this is for the Doctor Who fans, when he was with Don and Oval. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Don yeah, and because Don Oval was, what, for back, lack of a better term, a sassy human who didn't take shit from nobody. <laughs> yeah, no, Don and Oval for <laughs> Wait, fucking yes. ever. You guys are fucking okay. speaking like... <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm, yeah, but basically, but, because the way her character was portrayed is basically like, she she was not one of those... She was not one of those female companions who took shit from the doctor and said, like, here's my idea, we're going with that, <laughs> fuck much, off. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyway. but, but like I said, the newest doctor, yeah. without going too double fan wank there yeah. uh, on you, uh, the, the newest doctor, they kind of turned that, yeah, they kind of turned that on its head a <laughs> yeah. little, in the sense that he's no longer like this sort of self-assured, like, well, I am right, I know what I'm doing, yeah. allow me to expound upon the fact that I am a time lord yeah. and I understand more than you ever will. Like, this new Doctor is, like, conflicted. Okay. Actually, he, there's a little bit of, like, I'm not sure I should actually exist. This is an incarnation of mm-hmm. me that was never meant to exist. And who, who and what am I now? He is fallible. He is looking to, to the people around him to tell him, who yeah. he is now. Actually, actually, so. actually uh, I will say this. I always did love Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing about Doctor Who that did piss me off. Whenever he British. went to a new new situation, uh-huh. and he pretty much said, "I, why didn't you solve this without violence? Why didn't you solve it by solving the problem like I can? Because they're not a 10,000 fucking year old <laughs> time lord yeah, with, with the genius of a... Like, uh, what's what the oh, name so, of the... Oh, so the fucking, like, the, what was it, the sonic screwdriver oh, yeah. or some yeah. shit? Oh, my God, that was yeah. the phaser. No, what was the thing in Star Trek that they could always, like, read? The tricorder. The tricorder, the, tr- yes. tricorder. the tricorder could do anything. Yes, yes. What, it was the MacGuffin of... I'm sorry, go Yeah, on. one of the things that maybe showcases to me was a episode, uh, Torchwood called Children of Earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, by the way, spoilers. Uh, by the end, to stop the alien invasion, who, by the way, were using kids as drugs, mm-hmm. so they wanted kids to use as a drug. Yes, it was fucked up. They it was wonderfully fucked up. Perfect. But drugs. basically, to solve that, they had to sacrifice a child in order to stop the aliens. And everyone was like, "Man, it, the Doctor will look at us disappointed." And he thought, "Like this was your only goddamn option. You're not Doctor Who." Figure it out, yeah. feel bad about yourself for a second, and move on. Yeah, the Mayans <laughs> used to kill lots of kids. Okay, <laughs> right. you can kill one. Yes. So I was like, yes, they're not you. I'm sorry. Move on. Exactly. But although I did like Doctor Who overall. It's kind of like what happened in City of Heroes Praetoria. I'm sorry, City of Hero fans, like all 200 of you. Uh Praetoria. Yeah, now it's my turn to go like whatever. Right, right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. In Praetoria, what happened in different? It's a different timeline from ours. Is in the 70s, uh, in order to uh, our 60s to end the, Kore- uh, uh, the Korean War. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vietnam by the 60s. Oh, uh, might have been 50s then. It was uh, McCarthy became the president, and he used nukes, and that's that's the thing that changed everything. And basically, this environmentalist who, like, in the 80s, took a drug and turned him into this like motherfucking Earth to like take over. He took it in the you know sixties because they were using nukes. Yeah, and so and people are like, so why is Praetoria all like very dictatorish? And it's like because in the sixties the Earth rose up and tried to eat everything, so they got everybody under like their fucking thumb mm-hmm. and controlled them in like these tight knit cities where the outside the cities were controlled by these like monsters. Of, mm-hmm. And people always say, like, well, heroes should have done something different. And it's like, oh, bitch, that's really easy to say when you were in the 80s when this started. Yeah. They were in the 50s. They were still discovering, like, hey, penicillin, when you mix it with this, it's really <laughs> They were still, like, they didn't fucking even have, like, the idea of having, uh, like, a cellular phone and stuff like that. They didn't have cocaine to get through this yeah, shit. In the I mean, 50s, we had the hydrogen bomb was, like, the... the exactly. 
So everything's accelerated. If you think about what the nuke did to the world in the 1980s with the Cold War, just the existence of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it built. So uh, I I agree. It's always interesting. People's like, well, somebody would have done this different. And I'm like, yeah, they're 10,000 years fucking old. The doctor should know something more than me. It's like me saying, look, going to a child and say like, why didn't you, I don't know, fix the fuse box? And he's like, well, I'm fine. <laughs> there's a lot of challenges. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's a lot of challenges yeah, I haven't yeah. really experienced yet, Dad. Well, then, Timmy, you're the one we're sacrificing to the aliens. Are you happy now? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then we realize we're talking to Jesus's NPC because it's a really sassy kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's unkillable. Yeah, and... right. so the, okay, so those are some e- interesting uh, statements on heroes that have said too much. So, 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 it, so, so apropos to what you, you ended with, though, uh, or... We're talking about uh, uh, the alternate timeline and, and, and such. My question is about the post-apocalypse. We've played a lot of games in the post-apocalypse. There's a lot of literature and film in the post-apocalypse. Um, and it's a post-apocalypse. Uh, post-apocalypse is fun. But... <laughs> Please don't die, Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just falls back and breaks his neck. And, uh, oh, oh, well, I guess we keep recording. Yep. Um, so, so within that, point blank, what would be your favorite reason for the end times? What do you think? And it doesn't have to be realistic. It doesn't, but like, you know, fucking clowns from outer space, or just clowns from the sky from Dr. Mosaic, um, <laughs> is like, uh, what would be your favorite? Now, I wrote in-game, but let's expand that. In Liter- real life? Literature, film, whatever. Just what would be your favorite way to be like, you crawl out of your hovel or your vault or your time sphere or, or you come down in a, in a spaceship and you find writing what is, what ended us and, and like got little civilizations coming back out, but like, you know, Mad Max style, what did it to us? See, I know this is a good question because everyone just did that thousand-yard stare except for Dan who's texting and has that thousand-yard stare because it screams. You know, I used to be the type to say, like, how amazing would it be if there was, like, a zombie apocalypse or a disease came out? For certain values of amazing. Let's just make that clear. No, no, straight up. No, seriously. No, seriously. A lot of people actually, when you hear about the apocalypse, they think about how cool it would be. Yeah. You know, the more I think about it, how awful to be a person who survives, say, like, a pandemic to watch... To know that, you know, one in 100 pers- uh, people survive a disease. Yep. Everybody you know is pretty much dead. Like, if you're in a, a relationship, you, and you survive, it is highly likely that your, your significant other is dead. Everything about I it win. is just, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's so many things that people do not consider. That depression of being alone and not understanding all the communication falling apart. And then imagine if you die from like fucking like, I don't know, cholera or dysentery. You're like, well, fuck, I survived the pandemic flu of hell and now I'm dying from shit. Yep. It's, it's an incredibly, I don't think it would be exciting and fun. I think it would be absolutely terrifying. So if the world is going to end, I say just fucking... Blink of the eye, world explodes, everybody dies. Pain, maybe 0.2 seconds. Mm. If you're talking about what I'd find interesting for like a story where I would not be part of, like I am not viewing this as Billy, me just reading it, um, anything will do. Honestly, I love it. I love an idea where basically uh, our modern comforts are taken away from us. Uh, zombies are fun, uh, but I think are a little bit overdone. I finally am willing to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, I think... What I really enjoy is um, either a different spin on zombies, like 
spinning zombies. Like, fu- like <laughs> I really like Left uh, Left Behind. Uh, fungus. That was kind of an interesting take. Yeah. You mean Last uh, of Us? Yeah, Last of Us. I'm yeah, sorry. Left Behind. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a different apo- I know, I know. <laughs> but I think a different, I would say, my favorite would be um, Pandemic. It's cool. an interesting idea of... It's a slow whimper instead of a, a giant bang, mm. you know. And you just not know. I think it'd be interesting reading from somebody's point of view of not knowing and well, not being able to do really anything. Like imagine like a person who is like a normal Joe, not like John government who sips in a, a vault. You're a normal Joe and you're everybody's sick around you and your choice is do I avoid them or do I take care of the people I love? And you having just say like, well, I'm taking care of the people I love and there is literally hardly anything I can do. To I will either get this disease or not, and that's terrifying. I think it's a very interesting take to know that there's there's not a moment where someone kicks down the door and shoots you. Mm-hmm. It's just you're waiting for an unseen, almost unfightable force to decide if you live or if you die. Well, we, there was that um, that movie that we saw a couple of years ago. Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow was um, was Patient Zero. Oh, Contagion. Contagion. There we go. And we walked out of that fucking terrified. <laughs> I okay. thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it was when you realize it's like, oh, hey, we live on an island. Mm-hmm. If there's a pandemic, we're fucked because we're not yeah. going to be able to get out. Yeah. It's like when Matt Damon's character lives in the middle of Illinois. It's like you know what? If you're desperate to get out, you just start walking. They cannot mm-hmm. keep you. In a landlocked area. I thought the crazies wasn't the best. One of the best. Uh, crazies is really good too. If you guys never seen the crazies, I highly recommend it. The crazies. The new is, one. The it new was one, a remake. Yeah. yeah, the old one's good too. I mean, it's just different. But the, it, it's just a very fun. Uh, these people are sick, and then like you know, they're dealing with basically this disease make you go crazy, makes you get paranoid. But these people are stuck in a town being hunted by the government. So a shitload of them are already paranoid. So you don't know if a person's actually paranoid because they're being hunted by the government. Or if they're sick. Mm-hmm. So Just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean they're not after Exactly. Them. Like, it's like, I don't know if you're sick or not. And at the end, there's a couple times where people die and you're like, I wasn't sure if they were dying, if they were actually sick, or if they're just dealing with the fact that their entire town just got fucking killed and the government's trying mm-hmm. to kill them. And Timothy Oliphant of Justified Fame mm-hmm. is Fantastic. the bad guy. Yeah. Or not the bad guy, the good, the good guy. guy. Opposite. Yeah. Opposite day. But no, Crazies is, is, is underrated. It's a fantastic. Watch it. You'll love it. Yeah. For me, the best apocalypse I've seen was because it was just slow and people didn't realize it was an apocalypse at first, was Children of Men. Fantastic and Children of Men. Very what, good movie. Yeah, for whatever reason, no one could give birth anymore. And anyone who had a baby at the time, I think it was just had a mis- miscarriage. And the weirdest thing about it is like, people didn't really like consider it apocalypse until time passed. So people went around their normal life, but as the little kids got older, they didn't have any little brothers, and they started to realize where they're going to be the last generation. So the older generation just tried to live their life as usual. The younger generation just went, fuck nuts. Yeah. I loved and the, it was wonderful. the subtle subtle society things. Like, yeah. I loved it when they were driving in that really fancy, like, rich area, yeah. and you see these ri- rich people walking a fucking zebra, and I realized, like, yeah, if you can't have kids... You're not just, like, after a while, you just don't want a dog to take over. You want a fucking otter lion yes. that you yes. bought for $20,000 because you have that much money mm-hmm. left. And it's just like, it's just like a status symbol. Instead mm-hmm. of having a kid who knows ballet and speaks French, it's like, I have a lion. <laughs> I have a liger. Yes. It's yeah. like, oh my God, that's a very, that's something I never would have considered. But it was, a, they had a lot of those little things. Yeah. Of like, you know, like, hey, yeah, we don't really, the workforce is, uh, these children have open jobs, uh, Everybody who's actually just a fucking 20-year-old, they are going to get paid amazingly because there's nobody else that's going to be taking over, like, these companies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 
What's your qualifications? You got D, you got D's throughout high school and you are half blind? Yeah, you're a kid, so yeah. yeah. CEO. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot, great it was, it job. Was a on great that movie, one. yes. Best film. Mm-hmm. Best film. Damn. Does it have to be an apocalypse? Uh, as opposed to a mild inconvenience? Yes. Uh, traffic jams. <laughs> when you're already late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Still not ironic, sorry. Motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it, now it's in my head. <laughs> no, because I'm thinking like, you know, the whole like, well, stepping out of your pod or whatever. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and everything's different. Everything's yeah. changed. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's no life left. Yeah, because like, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm... I'm okay. I, I, I've gone beyond being oh, bored just with say yeah. Waterworld. No, no, no. That's the thing. Movie. I've gone beyond bored with zombies. I'm now bored with apocalypses. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I'm you're gonna be bored with something you're, else next wait, week. You're yeah, just exactly. bored with my fucking question. Yeah, exactly. Your question sucks, and I hate <laughs> you. Uh, no, because I'm thinking like if I if I step out of out of a, a pod and everything's different and everything's changed, I'm I want to go the Futurama route. I want it to be <laughs> like two thousand years in the future. And yes, everything I know and love is dead. That's just my. It's my personal apocalypse. Everything uh-huh. I know and love is dead. But it's also like this completely different alien world. You want Numenera? Start. Kind of yeah, like yeah, it's kind of like bit. shit's ended, but civilization has is still going on. It's just weird. Yep. Exactly. It's com- it's something completely different. It's still again you'd be my a personal. Wizard, imagine you'd be like they'd be like, oh yeah, we have these ancient tablets. These they're, they're just blank screens. You're like you just turn on a button. Whoom. It's like, yeah, it's an iPad. And well, like, either oh, you're a wizard or you're just this knuckle dra- knuckle dragon primitive. Yeah, as yep. far as I'm concerned. You're Fraser and Encino Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, or, actually, or no, no. Uh, actually, I think a really good example of that. Uh, you guys ever read Transmetropolitan? Yeah, oh, Transmet is the best. There's a group of people there who are actually the type of people who are cryogenically frozen. Oh but my god, yeah, they're yeah. not allowed to use... T- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have yeah. to talk about this comic for... Oh, no, no, okay, yeah, no, okay, the, right. yeah, the, but, uh, they kept him, like, the reservations, thing, like, uh, Because I was, yeah, I was reading the comic, and basically there was this one point where, like, they, they finally wake up into the real world. And once they reach into the free world, I fu- you, you at first think they're freaking out because everything's so different. But then as you read it, you realize the reason they're freaking out, the reason they get wide-eyed and, like, stained, like, poor and destitute, is because they realize everything they've ever accomplished means nothing. nothing. In that future, they are worthless. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. And I, just, I was reading, it was like, that would be terrifying to anybody. Exactly. It's it's a very personal apocalypse, yes. but it is in, in in many of the same themes. Yeah, everything you ever knew yeah. and loved is gone, and mm-hmm. nothing mattered. Yeah, nothing you ever did imagine matter. Like a, like, like a fucking leather and worker waking up on. in this time, and it's just yep. like, well, what do you? Uh, okay, this is amazing stuff, but I've trained for forty years on how to be a leather man. <laughs> What the fuck do I do with my life? Yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm sure you could go to Ren Fairs, but that would be difficult to yeah, realize yeah. that all of, everything you've learned in college, everything you've learned in life has to start over. And you're like, I'm 40. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, Apocalypse. I didn't learn shit. <laughs> Mine's an open book full of nothing. I'm 40, he says. That's an old age. In the meantime, I'm like, <laughs> I'll be 38 and I'm 17. Yeah, that's you're, you're putting don't that worry, out you're two years away from nothingness. Don't worry about you're it. two yeah. years until you can wake up and realize yeah. that you need to start over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's how it's going But work. you'll wake up in a Futurama prison. Yep, can world. I? Can I please? Well, we're all saving up for your 40th uh, birthday present, which yeah. is cryogenic. Cryogenic, yeah. yeah. I will personally cut off your head. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will teabag it. Uh, I think my favorite apocalypse, my favorite apocalypse, um, 
Well, for one thing, I'm really excited about Wrath of the Gods, the next um, End of the World <laughs> expansion. <laughs> you yeah. love running those games. Yep. Well, it's really fun to yep. to ruin your guys' lives I in, can't wait to in die again. interesting ways. I'm going to get eaten. One of these times, I'm going to get eaten by fucking Princess Lando. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. And I, like, I'm really excited about this one because the other apocalypse, you know, obviously zombie apocalypse was the first one. Um, and I thought that there were some interesting versions of zombies in that. Um, and then there's going to be a robot apocalypse and an alien apocalypse. It's like, these are all things that I've seen explored a lot. But the idea, uh, aside from, aside from Left Behind, as we mentioned earlier, there's not many religious apocalypses that are out there. It's like, we have the conception of Ragnarok. Um, but how many stories have actually taken place with Ragnarok happening? Um, we had the the Aztec apocalypse, but that was more of a ha ha. Isn't that funny? People think this. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the you know those are two stories that are explored. But then there's things like well, people worship the Earth as a goddess, so the Earth is going to rise up and destroy you. And outside of this this role playing game, I was going to say um, like environmental apocalypse is is absolutely terrifying and can take so many different forms. You know, it can be like right as it is happening of like oh gosh, we need to run away because. New York City's been eaten by water to doing it several thousand years in the future, like you guys were talking about. And it's like, okay, so the Earth has kind of settled back down. Now society needs to be remade with a whole different scale of, of resources. Damn. Yep. Um, I guess for I guess for my own part, well, now I'm like actively honestly scared of you running those games because <laughs> you take such an interest in the apocalypse. Yep. But then again, I think that's what you you really bring to the table. <laughs> the apocalypse, yeah, is 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 a genuine investment in what killing was, us. What was that movie? That show called on Fox for a little while. With, her name was Charlie, and there was no electricity in the world. Oh, uh, revolution, revolution. Yep. I was going to say quickly. I always liked that. I haven't seen it done extremely well, but I liked it when something subtly changes and you realize how fucking important it was. Like, mm-hmm. I've read a book about, I've read like a series once, and I liked what Revolution did in the very beginning, <laughs> uh, and without Charlie, mm-hmm. where the idea of the only thing that changes in the world is one thing, such as electricity no, no longer power shit. I love it! Or this one I watched was what happened, a, a book I read, I don't remember what it was called, it was like, what happens when gunpowder, like, the shit that, like, you know, doesn't explode. Hmm. I remember that scene. I wasn't Yeah, I can't remember uh, what it was, but it was, it's so interesting how fucking tied we are to that shit. And it's like, no, there's no really big explosion. It's just like, one thing changes. Uh, no electricity. Yeah. Or no gunpowder. Yeah. Or no coal. It's, and it's, always, that's what I, I, I do like a lot. So, sorry, I just wanted to No, no, out. it's fine, it's fine. Um, you know what? No, I, I take it back. Dies I, I have fire? a new favorite. What? Dies the fire? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have a, a favorite apocalypse. Uh, it is uh, Adventure Time. Yes! Yes! Adventure Time may well be my favorite apocalypse. Yeah, that is technically a post-apocalyptic TV it show. It very much is. And it's yeah, it, it's. And if you like Adventure Time and you aren't watching Steven Universe, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Steven the Universe. Steven Universe is. I mean, it starts a lot like Adventure Time. These just random, wacky, like what the fuck am I watching kind of episodes, mm-hmm. and 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 as it grows, like. Holy shit! Really deep, really dark backstory going on here. Right. Uh, so uh, very uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, send that to us because uh, I've I've never heard of it. Yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll send it to you later. Right on. Uh, for me, my my answer is more I, I think average and pedestrian. It's uh, it's uh, there's a film out and uh, it's called The Signal, uh, 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the, yes. the 
three short films? Yes, it's 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 three short films, and the the premise is very simple. There's a city, um, and in the city, one day, all electronics stop working and emit this static. And at the same time, everyone becomes a psychopath. They don't start screaming and stabbing each other immediately. They all just quietly sink into their own paranoid delusions and then carry out violent repercussions therein. Everyone. Um, and it's three different stories from three different directors based entirely with the same characters. And uh, it, listener discretion, like, it is violent as fuck. But it is also terrifying and, for me, fascinating that how different people react to different things. Some people immediately adapt to the concept, like, no, this is insane. I must also be affected. I need to protect myself, but also I have to I have to find other people who might realize they're being tricked. We need to stick together. So there's one guy who starts dis disabling people, tying them up with duct tape, and then keeping them in closets and being like, I'm sorry, I can't untie you because you might be affected too, and then you'll try to kill me. And that's like his best idea. But obviously, that in itself is not an answer. And so, and there's other times when like people are you know, walking down a hallway and they'll see a neighbor passing by and they'll hear screams from another apartment, but the neighbor will not respond and they don't know, should I respond or should I just keep walking and hoping that whatever delusion they're in, I'm not part of it. Wasn't there like a scene where also where there's, there's a dinner, they're having like a dinner yeah. table and the woman says something like, oh, I don't really like that dress. And she's like, oh, okay. And she just stabs the woman in the throat. Yeah. And then they just go back to dinner and it's just like, oh, oh, we're not really addressing that, are <laughs> we? No, there's a, there's a party for a husband and wife team. And they continue with the party, regardless of the fact that the world is literally ending around them. And it is fucking... And it also ends in one of the most horrific... Like, just to be clear, like, another, it's, it's really... Prepare yourself. But it's a comedy. That vignette is a comedy. Mm -hmm. With it, with the other, with the other, the other two. Um, so for me, that always cracked me, and I don't know what it is. I mm -hmm. think it's about it's it's not some bombastic like meteor into us or, or any like you know the, the the oceans flipping over. It's just simply what if all of us gave into that that part of us that exists that we constantly repress and filter, which is um, which is uh, you know don't. Basically, these paranoid delusions. So, so that would, that would be it for me. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that all of our listeners are being like, oh, everyone else had a really good answer. No, that's a really and, good uh, answer. I actually liked. I, I would love. I'm actually. I didn't ever see finished watching the signal. I only watched a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to watch it. I, I, it's a very cool idea. I think that subtle bit of. It, nothing changes other than ourselves in mm -hmm. that minor thing of you know. All, that restraint that keeps us from doing the horrible things that we think of is mm -hmm. just not there, and we don't even realize it's gone. It's yeah. just, yeah, why wouldn't I stab her in the throat? Yeah. She yeah. yelled at me. Yeah, and it gives you an idea. Actually, it shows you one of the characters like within their delusions, and you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. If I thought that was real, then every fucked up thing I'm doing is obviously, it, like, it makes sense. Um so I'm really glad that our, our listeners are like, oh, David's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, he does have dreams. We're gonna get letters. Yep. Um, okay, so for the final question, this is from Beloved Call Me Ishmael. And uh, he says, All gaming parties zig when you expect to zag, usually to the DM's consternation. 
Nice use of the term mm-hmm. consternation, Ishmael. I now know what it means. Mm. Uh, Fandible's no exception. <laughs> As per that first Shadowrun game, you expect a round buffing because the party's cover has been blown before your very eyes, but you get a mermaid murder PowerPoint presentation instead. Mm-hmm. What do our resident GMs? Uh, what are our resident GMs' favorite quote? Almost happened, and what happened instead? Thanks for sharing all your games with us. Call me Ishmael. Mm-hmm. So, listeners, what he's referencing is the first Shadowrun game uh, in which, uh, long story short, a bunch of uh, ne'er-do-wells played by our lovely players uh, were caught dead to rights by a security team, and instead someone decided to utilize a very obscure ability. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's going to be on your tombstone. It really is. Uh, and I don't know whether I mean Granik or Jesus. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Uh, to, to summon mermaids to the docks that they were stationed on, and that totally dissolved the tension of the moment, because fucking Ariel, evil Ariel shows up. And so, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So, so coulda, woulda, shouldas for a game, um, or almost, and then something really happened. I feel like those happen a bunch in our games. Um, and, and, We've all run games, but also, like, we've played games before. It doesn't have to be what you ran. Also what you played, and I'm going to open this up to the board games we've all played as friends as well. Um, Like, is there anything that's happened and you've you've expected something to happen, and then something totally different happened and it changed the entire course of the game? I think I'll start out. Uh, Actually happened recently in our Metropolis game. Uh-huh. Where Billy, well, the the crew was going against the Fae, and honestly, in most cases, no one goes against the Fae. They are manipulation masters. Mm-hmm. They get you to do, in some way, shape, or form, whatever they want. Unless one of your players decides to trick the Fae into buying a bunch of goats. Billy. God, that was so fucking brilliant. It, it, it was fucking brilliant. I can't, I did not see that coming at all. And basically, my initial plan to have the Fae manipulate you in the court of the the Golden King to do something for them was put to the side as you were able to walk away scot-free and made a joke of the king of the Fae. Look at the smile on his face. I'm going to punch him. <laughs> Byron's going to go. <laughs> that helps him get to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that, that was uh, Billy has, at least definitely in the Hall of Mantra, really come up with these wonderful ideas that completely waylay my plot into a wonderful new direction. Are we going to know this is the Billy Goat scenario? Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. I got, I got one, kind of. It's a hard one. Um, I originally was going to... Remember the Christmas special with uh, you guys were playing all four horrible people? Yes. yes. And you were ghosts. Mm. Uh, yes. Good one. Spoiler alert for a three-year-old game. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I thought guy wasn't a ghost. Oh, you were a ghost. Yeah, I was a ghost. Okay, everybody I vaguely remember. I was going to go... I mean, I started that game with an idea of... Basically, the idea was um, an avalanche had happened, buried you all, and you were all slowly dying. And uh, anybody who didn't, like, fall to their their worst selves were going to be able to, you know, survive. That was the idea, going in. Wow, that ended up different. And every one of you were just awful. (laughs) Like, really awful people to the point where it's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to see how awful I can make them. And to the point, (laughs) I I ask you to kill these people. I was like, you have to kill these people, Daniel. And then I started saying, like, well, well, the reason you have to kill them is because it's your sister's, you know, she died because of them. And I'm like, well, how could that work? And I'm like, well, this, that, this, 
that, and I'm like, okay, we're going to see if these people work together to stop you. Maybe then I would be like, oh, it's a happy ending. No, you guys, like, turned against each other, like, <laughs> fucking, whoa. And yeah. Daniel just, like, fuck it. I'm betting, like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, straight up, these motherfuckers killed my sister. And at the end, I was just like, yeah, you guys are ghosts, and you were just haunted. You're the forever haunted. And I was like, yeah, that that was not how I planned that entire <laughs> wow. thing. But you, and I think, honestly, it's a, so, it's a much better story with how you guys ran it. Like, the guys... But you guys created a better story than I would have like mm-hmm. had that. I would have had like, oh, it's hope, and you guys are better off, and you nope. understood each other. No, you motherfuckers are ghosts, and you're ti- you're stuck in a fucking time loop <laughs> because, because you're that horrible people. Awful. Yeah. The only one I wish I I, I kind of wish had changed, and if it was a story, I would have said, Jesus, yep. instead of doing what you were supposed to do, what I was actually hoping everybody do, which was fight him. Yeah. I really wish you just pissed yourself. No, no, it makes sense. And fall that over would... and cry, and that would be why you were suffering, because yes, you're, you're a coward. Urinating myself would have made a logical sense. I mean, that would have been better <laughs> overall, but that's just, that's yeah. the only thing. It's just that you guys completely changed that story, what I was going yes. for. By being awful, awful individuals. Like, I kept on giving you hints of like, you know, maybe, you know, this girl really doesn't, I think at one point I was like, you, you know, you could probably sleep with this, uh, this nurse, but you know she's kind of self-conscious. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's the best part. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So yeah. you guys being awful individuals completely made a better story. Yes. Yep. Hey, you know, we're always ready for that. Yeah. Uh, there have been two in Hollow Earth. Um, one was the last Hollow Earth game that we played, where you guys just managed to completely avoid meeting up with the big bad. <laughs> you guys took one look at the big bad and were like, nope. nope. <laughs> and I was like, god damn it, this is supposed to introduce a new fucking arc. <laughs> what? There's a reason that we haven't played that in I a th- while. I think oh, it's yeah. just a plot. We yeah, should go he, the other way. <laughs> basically, the idea was, uh, from what I remember, he, he, we did meet him a little bit. He told us to do shit, like, yep. yeah, do the shit. He had Atlantic and we, power yeah, words. We could not stop it. So as soon as we got snapped out of it, we're like, run! And we just fucking ran for the exit. And Angela's like, well, he's chasing Wait, you. And I'm like, no! just run. We robbed him. <laughs> oh, yeah. We blew up some shit. We ran. We, like, we didn't even try. Like, you don't want to know about, like, the mystery of this guy? He's like, no! No, leave We one. even tried to humanize the lizard men, and we could give you less <laughs> of a fuck. Oh, we the fucking it's not like you you rescued people and ran. No, no. Wait, no. there's still a, a, a slave colony Wait, of other, other men. people aren't me. Yeah, I don't we, understand if this is well, a problem. We just didn't know what was going on, but we do realize. Like, uh, my, I remember what Jack's theory was. Like, I want to help all these people, but literally, what this guy told us to do was stop, and we stopped. It's like if he talks. We are under control. So we just kept on running from him. And to the point where we're just like shooting at like, like he opened his mouth to talk and I shot like a, like, like a rock in his face. And I mean, just like dives out of the fucking cave into the water. We're like, get out! Get out! We don't want to fucking hear this guy talk. We are not heroes. We were not heroes. It was just more of a desperate run of, this is kind of like a, a, how, how a, how a mugger feels. (laughs) Like imagine like 20 muggers. Uh, like, you know, laughing it up in a warehouse and Superman blasts the yeah. wall. <laughs> yeah. You run! <laughs> you do everything possible and you run. And there's a couple people who are stupid to say, let's fight it. It's like, no, you don't beat this guy. Your only hope is luck. <laughs> screwing over your friends and like throwing them to the Superman and just running. <laughs> I love it. I love Yeah, no. It's right. It, what yeah. was the second one? Uh, Well, the second one is back to the very first episode of Hollow Earth Expedition, where I'd said, like, I knew where this was going, that you guys needed to go into the the Nazi hideout in the mountain, especially this big stealth thing, but you had that map, and I just, like, 
for color. I said, oh, this map has lots of things mentioned on it. You know, this is over here. This is over there. That corner says King of the Lizards. Mm-hmm. And then Billy is trying, like, looking at, we need to get into the spot. And he's like, I've got an idea. <laughs> and leads the infamous, like, just fandible defining moment of <laughs> let's use a T-Rex <laughs> to attack the Nazis. Let's have it chase us. Yep. And crash into the fucking Nazi mountain. Yep. And then just have them take it out. So, like, you know, this was supposed to be, like, a big set piece where you guys are going to be stealthing through. And, ha- you know, it was supposed to be, like, an un- <laughs> you know, a scene where it's like, no, you cannot beat them. There are way too many fucking Nazis, so you need to stealth through this before you're going to have the final confrontation with Ilsa. So you use a T-Rex. And then a T-Rex showed up, and I'm like, um, um, yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to like drive the Nazis away, but we fucking destroyed the entire yeah. mountain, so we had to go back to the Amazon to like, what happened? Nazis did stuff. Oh yeah, I was also like, I don't know how to end this now because the Amazon should want to kill you. He fucking owned it. Yep. Yeah. Remember that? I remember uh, Daniel, his character, is like, we fought as hard as we could and we almost matched the fighting power of a woman. And everybody's <laughs> like, what? And they're like, yeah, really? It was so good. You like described how good we were, how much pain it was, how much like toughness we thrown. And then at the end, you just said it was. Been, you had been so proud because we. Almost matched to the power of a woman. And I was just like, oh, dude. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. In character, we just... Oh, my character just gaped. And you're like, is this going to work? Because that's the best fucking thing I ever heard. And this is how good it was. The woman didn't say, like, oh, that's amazing. She just simply said, get out. Like, that was as good as we could get with that amazing role of... Instead of saying, yeah, take their testicles. It was... Just get you can out. live. Just, just yeah. leave. And I was like, "Thank you, Dan." <laughs> well, I'd forgotten about that. Jeez, uh, for me, um, probably the entirety of the Demon Chronicle. Uh, <laughs> what you yeah. didn't foresee the 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 incredible fighting prowess of the and NPCs the in that house. The, ge- oh, geri- the geriatric every, monsters every were just single terrible. thing on that. It's like Hold I on. saw you make your characters. Like these are capable characters. <laughs> I've got ideas for what they can do. I, I've got this whole plot. I, I, there's, so there's, wait, the, the car combat wasn't part of the plot. Yeah, <laughs> no, dude. I, I had plans for like the you know like spy versus spy shit with with rival demon rings stuff like that. And then it just basically became Benny Hill. Like, <laughs> All right. That's what we're going for. Let's do it. This car is going to kick your <laughs> If anybody wants to hear us die of laughter, is that fight with geriatric Jerry. Because <laughs> it was Joe Crouch. Oh, no, it was Joe. 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 It was David. He kept on saying, like, you know, whenever, like, he would juke, like, Joe would juke, David would be like, all right, buddy, I'm going to start hitting you. Crank, crank, crank. Ah! And his voice, and it's just like, I'm dying, and I hurt so bad. We, we were all rooting for old Joe. <laughs> oh, my God, I Joe was. Putting up a I was, He I threw was, a fucking snake knife into your <laughs> arm and it exploded. And then gun because you were like, I've got a, an arm that like shoots rivets. Yeah. And, it wasn't a steak knife. It was a butter <laughs> knife. Why <laughs> is it a steak knife? And it jammed your supernaturally powerful, yeah, yeah. created by the motherfucking god machine. I could not stop laughing. I just love my character at the end, which is just like. I was like, yeah, go up there and kill these. And like five minutes later, I'm just hearing, no, Betsy, this, oh God, Joe's up again. And my character's like, at the end, 
full Betsy. I mean, but in your, the best part was that you were in your full demon form. I was, I was like, I, at first I was like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna leave my demon form. I need to get some faith. But after I heard you guys screaming, I'm like, no, I'm, I need to be ready to fucking go if this goes south, man. Oh I don't think I would have fought Betsy. I think I would have just fucking like phased through the fucking <laughs> wall and and chanced like the angels finding me to get away from that shit. I just want to take in a page out of the book of Hex and just yep. ran. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. That was going to be my answer was specifically uh, old Joe and Betsy. Oh, God, yes. Um, <laughs> just really, like, it, there was a point there where we all started rooting for them. No, and so we, I, I, I was really tempted to, like, fudge the dice just to make Joe live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, nah, nah, Joe. Joe, Joe fought well, yeah. and he, he went down with honor. Oh, no. I think every time we tell this story, Joe lives with yeah. us. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I, I like to think of, like, after, after you know, we, he he's dead and we all walk out, Joe's just laying there, and suddenly his... I just snap open, and that's how the, that he yeah he's alive. Or it's the end of the original Carrie, oh, where like, you go come. to visit Joe's grave, and you know he's well, you know, left a lot a loving family behind, yeah. and then just the hand pops out, <laughs> a cane pops out with a tennis ball at the end of end of it. <laughs> My God, yeah, yeah. Then it's, like he does pop out his eyes open to just gears. Yeah, that's the thing. This is the god machine. That. Joe could very much come back. <laughs> the god, god machine should. Sucking. They're like, oh, your adversary of the, your greatest adversary returns. And we're like, oh my god, is it like the demon who was trying to bring up, and it's just Joe. We're like, oh, whoa. Hey, I give up. I give up. God machine, god take machine, me now. That's not playing fair. That, is, <laughs> that shit is not fair. That's true. That's funny. Imagine if Joe had fucking like demon powers. Oh god, he'd be unstoppable. Oh my god. he any kind of power? This was just a dude. Guys, his power was breathing. Yeah. <laughs> his power was breathing and taking a nap at no, noon. No, Joe doesn't breathe. He waits. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he breathed, though. Like he, There's kids out there that has Joe's legacy. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the fucking Highlanders. They're like <laughs> our lineage of the Hunt Demons. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah he's got an entire clan. They may over. steal that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's well, terrifying. We, I would say a lot of like a lot of the shit in Shadowrun just goes fucking south quickly. Yeah, I think it's it, by by design. Shadowrun is supposed to be uh, very malleable. I would say my most proud moment was when you guys, uh, upon the completion of the first Shadowrun mission, um, you had a hostage, which was Mister Smiley, the the Mister Johnson that betrayed you. Obviously, welcome to Shadowrun. You have to be betrayed by the first Johnson. Um, and instead of killing him, you've, you've won, you've taken a bribe from his his protege so that she has his job now, and you've killed his security team, he's paid you everything he promised you and more, you're fine, and then, Billy, I think it was your idea, hey, why don't we call their competitors? <laughs> why don't we, yeah, why don't we call the competitors of this guy's company and say, we've got this guy who has corporate secrets, how much is he worth to you? And my jaw hit the fucking floor <laughs> when you said that, because it was the most villainous. Because up until that point, I had never seen you guys play bad guys, yeah. or even morally ambiguous, ambiguous guys, or people. Um, yeah, it was. It, you, you guys just sank into it so well. I was so, so proud. Like a father, <laughs> I, it was like, the training wheels are off, and the wheels are <laughs> up, yeah. and you're just going, and I could cry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the road to malicious. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and so you guys did so so well with yeah. that, and also I, let's not forget the murder on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, oh my Jesus Christ! Christ. Oh wow! Yeah. Remember because it, yeah, 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 yeah. it started with me saying like I failed my hacking, and they know I hacked. Yeah, and yeah. like we walked out, and like those like fucking middle management was like get him, and Jesus is like, okay guys, I'm gonna try to make us tougher. 
and he botches. <laughs> yeah. So, so just, just some some setup here. Yeah, uh-huh. Your same characters uh, are supposed to break into a. I think this is game two. Yeah. yeah, game two. It's 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 a holiday party for middle management of a security company. Get some secure information from a computer disk and then leave. That's it. Billy gets the idea in his head, or has the idea in his head, his character's head, that he's a master hacker. This is the farthest thing from the <laughs> truth. So he tries, fails, and he's like, oh, it's too, it's unhackable, whatever. And they leave to try to recoup. This is, of course, set off every alarm and bell inside the party. So a bunch of drunk middle management think they're going to thug up and stop the intruders as they leave to get to their car. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says, I don't know what you're trying. You're like, I'm going no, to No, no, I was using a ability that would manipula- uh, basically lower their skills, like basically manipulate their minds yeah, slightly. Yeah, it's a spell. It's oh, a spell, yeah, it's yes. supposed to make their aggression so high that they can't actually use their called, fucking skill It was or called uh, mob mood. Yes. Yes. So make them uh, more hesitant to attack us. Something like that. Yeah. And you completely roll yes. the worst roll But the I've best part seen. is was... Da- David dancing when I failed that role. It was so bad. I'm like, well, what happens? And you're like, it reverses on you guys. And instead of like doling your senses, it makes you fucking reverse. But it made it did it to everyone, as far as I can tell. Right? Oh no, it yeah, did, not just I, us, but also to the oh, I don't corporate management know as well, right? All I know is uh, I don't think so because oh. that's not as as villainous okay. and evil. Okay. As okay. We no, because to be. the, because the Santa Claus that Dan beat to death with the butt of his own gun, <laughs> yeah. his back was to Dan, so yeah. he was running. Okay, yeah, okay, they, they were. Uh, I took some. Someone's face and put it to my tire. I mean, we turned into the scariest people. And then we just snapped out of it and we're like, what happened? And there's 30 dead middle management around us. And we're like, what the fuck do we do? My biggest regret is actually telling you guys exactly what happened. I should have tried to lie. But beyond that, you know, it was fine. That was, yeah, no, that was, that was amazing because it was afterwards. Was, uh, this is tying back to my answer about the apocalypse, too. Uh, to be like, I. That wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> You're like, that, that really has never happened before. Uh, and uh, guys, uh, like a, this is awkward. A but, solid uh, game afterwards was like my favorite reaction to any magic user, which is some shit would happen. You say, I'm going to look at my spells and everyone in character. Yeah, the like, I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That was so good. And then it also traipsed over into the, um, to the EMT game. Oh, God. Yeah, you guys... You guys have really surprised me with the EMT. The EMT game is a little bit more on rails, but you guys have really pleasantly surprised me with um, with, with, with your with your options of uh, shooting ourselves in the foot, of making the bomb, making <laughs> yeah. a bomb once again. Not from a was that from a spell? He was trying. Oh no, no, what he did? He no, tried no, no. to cast a yes. spell. Oh no, he tried to shoot at somebody with a taser thing. Yes, yes. And he failed, and he exhausted himself so bad that, that he, he. I shot myself. Yeah. And sh- also the bomb that was next. Well, to it was the air tank in the EMT yes. van. Yes. Yeah. And we ejected it, and then you're like, "Well, that's like five thousand dollars, yeah. six thousand credits." And yeah. we're like, "Okay, fuck, we're gonna get fired if we don't go back." So we sold one of the girls. <laughs> We loaned one of the girls, and then it's like, okay, we fixed it, and then Charlie's like, no, man, we need both of them girls. I'm like, okay, we're, well, we're here to pick up the girl again, and you're like, hey, she got picked up already. We're like, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. us. So, so, so for, for listeners who don't understand the context, basically, they're playing EMTs. They have a really easy assignment, which is go pick up two girls who are part of a rich family, who are in virtually no danger. And bring them back to the bring them back to the hospital so they can get treated for very light break, uh, scrapes and bruises. 
we're going to get some television cameras here, show everybody that we're a great hospital, and then, you know, you guys can go home for the night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go that way. There's an armed, there are some armed men looking for these women. Uh, Jesus tries to be a hero and winds up shooting himself with the taser mm-hmm. and then landing against the air tank of the van. The van has to discharge the air taser, uh, the air tank, which becomes a bomb. And in order to get the next air tank, they have to go to a, uh, an associate of Angela's character who is a professional doctor in a clinic and say, we need that air canister. Doctor says, fuck you. <laughs> and the characters say, check this out. We've got this very wealthy person who needs to be rescued. Would you like to be in on this gig? And the doctor says yes, and then they make an exchange. Mm-hmm. And then things go wrong. Yes. Then things go Yeah. Oh, God. What it, me and Magic apparently is a wonderful mixture. Yeah. A wonderful, wonderful mixture. All right. So I think uh, we're going to cut this down. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to chop this down like Thanksgiving turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it for the questions for tonight. Uh, I think we've really, really learned a lot about each other with hmm. villains Absolutely. and post-apocalyptic Yay. nonsense. I feel closer to all of you. Yeah. 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 Like, like closer to people with diseases. Hmm. Diseases. So this is David. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Yes, I definitely have a deep throaty voice like that. Mm, deep throaty. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we hear every time we talk. Every day. <laughs> Okay, so this is David with DGR Team. Bow, 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 bow. Flush. This is David. <laughs> what was that voice you were doing like last week? <laughs> you were talking like, or you had a goofy voice that your like roommates kept on telling you not to do in the bathroom anymore. Oh, um, uh, oh, um, oh, it seems to. Yeah, there we go. Hey. Oh, it seems your gun is jammed. <laughs> well, you're certainly in a pickle now. <laughs> Speaking of pickles, since this is a teenage oh, superhero game, I'm gonna cut off your penis. <laughs> this is David for the GTRT, Mandible.com live radio podcast, <laughs> giving villains the time to talk. Good night. <laughs>